Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Renson, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy tools and the baseball that we are developing that helps us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. I opened up the outline. There was only one thing on it. It said, TGFBI, where are you at? And I know why you're asking this. Go for it. I'll just... Fine. Hey, how's your TGFBI team doing? You know, it's nice of you to ask, Michael. <laughs> 20. I'm at 20, and I you made are. it into the top 20 for a moment. I took a screenshot of it and sent it to you to make you sure did. that it was safe somewhere. So... I, I have to say, after I made the, those diagrams last week, I'm now obsessed with looking at them. And yeah. the reason that you did it is because you made it over the ERA and whip cliff. So there was like a huge bulk. Neither one was Gaussian because there was like a giant, there was mm-hmm. the, the wall of, if you yeah. will, of ERA and whip. You crossed the wall and that's worth at just an incredible number of points. So yeah, it's at like 4.15 or something like and that. And that's why... Under that. That's why the best start of strategy is supposed to work, though, because you look at those ERA and whip distributions and you're like, there's all those points if I can nail those. We have to do in the preseason a like full best start. This is how you do the best start of stra- strategy because one of the pieces that I did do in the draft doing the best start wing is my hitters are a bunch of blue yeah. chippers. Yep. I have if I if I go through and look at like my team, it's a bunch of guys that are owned. No, and they're owned. They get at bats. And mine is too. And that's what you need to do. Mine is too, just to a slightly, a, you know, at a different extent. And I mean, if you look at both of our at bat totals on the distribution, right. we're way up there. We have guys yeah. that are out there getting their hits. And that's huge. You need to get guys that are going to be playing, getting at bats, doing work. Speaking of which, Eddie Rosario, <laughs> ever since we talked about him, has been doing so well. Save it. Not the, not the only time we're going to talk about him today. <laughs> and Adam Jones. Probably the only time we're going to talk about him today, but yes, he is doing well. Who else do I have that we've covered on the on the podcast? Did You, you, got, uh, you got LeMahieu, and how right? are you? I do have LeMahieu. So how's your team doing? We're sitting pretty at 175 because we are in the meat of the year and whip distribution. If I can get out of those. Also, you passed me in saves, which really annoys me. That is understandable. That that annoys you. That's uh, getting some early season Josh Hader stuff and Blake Parker being the, you know, 1A in the um, closer by committee. That's right. But today on the pod, we are going to talk all bet box. We'll go in order from the ones that we've fully resolved to the fairly clear to the ones that are just still totally up in the air and we'll have to revisit in 30 more pods. (laughs) So here we go. I have not shared any of the notes for today with you because I want to see you come in fresh to these and give me some opinions. Okay. 
just to orient ourselves a little bit, 2.39 was our last bet box, which means that we've gone through Oof. 21 episodes without even peeking in. It's a lot. We resolved a lot in that episode, and we then immediately jumped into packing a ton more in. I have 23 for us to go through today. And it's probably missing several. Yeah, with a couple that are 1As and 1Bs. <laughs> and just to let you know, I have only recorded four of them as resolved. <laughs> so we're going to wow. have to come back Yeah, we have a lot this. of full season ones. We do, which you can start to get a guess on. All right. Uh, let's go for one that actually we talked about in 2.39, but hadn't been resolved yet, which is Robbie Ray versus Yu Darvish ADP of this year. Do you know who won this one? I picked Robbie Ray. You picked Yu Darvish. Do you know who went where off the top of your head? I think Robbie Ray ended up with a higher, as in better, better yeah. lower so that's right. It was 116 to 143. Closer, honestly, than I thought it was going to be when I took Robbie Ray in that. From episode 2.47, Bryce Harper, we said, oh, man, I think he's going to sign a two-year contract. We'll set the over-under there. <laughs> you took the over. <laughs> I took the under. Uh, last time I checked, he signed a 13-year contract. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so good job, buddy. <laughs> it's, it's, you know. So, yeah, I just squeaked that so one out. So we might be okay at fantasy, but man, we are still bad at real-world economics. I But at the time, <laughs> there was like a chance that it was going to be like a one-year, right. $40 million That's contract. Right. All right, so we're tied one-to-one. Uh, here's another one from episode 2.49. Kyle Hendricks versus Jake Arrieta in ADP. This one is hilarious because Kyle Hendricks went 126. Jake Arrieta went 191. And a little later, we'll talk about our other ones, <laughs> our other bet boxes that are tied to that one, uh, that basically oh make it look dumb that Arietta went 70 or 65 slots after Hendricks. Hendricks has not been good. Here's another one. Technically, we're recording this on April 30th. That's probably going to come out on April 30th. But you had a bold prediction, I thought extremely bold that a top 12 pitcher would be out for the year by the end of April. It's time to pay the bill. So here's the top 12 in ADP. Unless one of these guys goes down tonight, I'm winning this one. <laughs> Max Scherzer, Jake DeGrom, Sale, Verlander, Kluber, Nola, Cole, Snell, Bauer, Syndergaard, Carrasco, Bueller. Now, there have been little injuries on this whole list, but it does not look like any of them are going down for the season. Unless one of them blows out their elbow tonight, <laughs> it is that's so it's it is so funny. I and now I'm remembering this conversation, like Degrom. There was no. I, there are so many cock teases. These were <laughs> these were great guesses. Carrasco was out for a while. <laughs> like Cindergard, uh, there Chris were questions. Sale I mean, everybody terrible. has had questions. I like a lot. Like half the guys on this list, legitimately, have had questions. So. This was a good bet. It, I would say if you make it again, like, every year, every other year it'll hit. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll re-up for next year. <laughs> this is a long-term push. So I'm tentatively... I'll double up for next year. <laughs> double or nothing, for sure. I'm tentatively, tentatively giving that one to myself. Yeah, we'll see. All right, let's move for the ones that I think are going to resolve in the short term versus the ones that are going to resolve in the long term. From episode 2.43, Javi Baez, we predicted, this one has a little play, that he would 
be in cluster 8. We set the line at cluster 8 of 10 mm. for quality. Uh, you took the over thinking he was going to be better. I took the under thinking he was going to be worse. Let's just say he's number 7 on the player radar right now. So I think we can be pretty sure of what direction this is going to go this year. Yeah. He's looking good. He's looking good. Here's another one where I made a horrible mistake. I predicted that one <laughs> of these four guys would have a major breakout season. All right, let's hear it. Jake Cave, Ryan O'Hearn, mm -hmm. Tyler O'Neill, mm -hmm. and Lane Adams. One of them has not played a game in the majors yet. Fine, Lane Adams. And the other three are extremely negative on the player radar right now. <laughs> so I, uh, it's going to be hard. Yeah, pinning your hopes it's, on Tyler O'Neill and Jake Cave. It's going to be I you know what? I still believe in Jake Cave, but it's going to be hard to it's going to be hard to make up for that one. From episode 2.50, here's one where you boxed me in pretty hard because of my predictions. I said, "Fine, Clay Buckholtz will do better than number 60 on the Roto <laughs> finals for this year." Clay Buckles has started three games, and they've all been horrible. So <laughs> I think we can basically give that one to you. I am not doing well, by the way, in these long-term bets. <laughs> there were, but you won last year, so it I was know. like I was like I got to make some smart ones this year. This is wow, Clay Buckles just looks like he's stoned out just, of his mind in every one of his pictures. It's terrible. It's a bad one. All right, episode, zooming ahead to episode 3.05. So actually, we're in things that we made relatively recently. The guy you wanted to talk about, Eddie Rosario, 22 and a half home runs. You took the over, I took the under. Just so you know, he's at 11 in 26 games. And he's played every game for the Twins. <laughs> he's, uh, he's it's looking like he's going to break that. Now, the other, the next, the mm. A of this was, you said, well, yeah. what about home stolen runs bases. plus stolen bases line is set at 29.5 he does have zero stolen bases but i could still win that one because i took the over you took the under i could still win that one just on that home would runs. be amazing <laughs> <laughs> you get to one it would be amazing if you got 29 uh home runs and one stolen base it is that is one of the the better hedges that i've ever done so i gotta say We've, we haven't gone through that many, but that's all the ones that I think we can forecast where they're going. The rest of them start to get murkier. We actually even ended up cutting a couple of bet box statements for time, so you look for updates on those later in the season. In the meantime, here's some thoughts on a particular player. Tim Anderson is number three on the player radar. Now, I've been a Tim Anderson head. I've been Anderson. a Tim Anderson head for multiple years. Multiple years. Yep. But I'm saying that Tim Anderson's ratios are completely unsustainable. Sell him now. If you I'm can. not going to, but I agree with you. <laughs> For the record. For the record. How about this one? Jake Arrieta, 18.5 quality starts over under. You took the over. Mm. I took the under. He's at five of his six starts have been quality. So he is well on his way to going over and i think we're gonna know in another month this will be set in the sure category one way or another yeah i mean he's he's been looking like he used to look yep. and he's on a team that can win so and he's got a, on a team that has a pretty decent defense so this is like i don't think that he's like a top 10 ace like he was for yeah, those couple he's of not, years he's not 2014 2015 but but we're still talking about a top 
25 pitcher who's going to be able to give you a ton of values. I agree. Value. I agree. <laughs> All right. Another another mid-tier one here. Josh Hader, number 72 on Roto. You said he was going to be better than that. I said he was going to be worse than that, although I didn't think by much. Josh Hader's line right now is amazing. <laughs> Even though he had a couple of blow-ups. Yeah, he's, it's been... Darn I mean, a good. couple blow-ups, and he's he's at 3.21 ERA, which for Josh Hader is like, <gasps> what's going on? But he also has oh, no. 18.6 for his K-9. to <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I was looking at my, my team against everybody else in terms of, um, well, looking at what my team has done. My K per inning ratio oh, yeah. is astronomical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you you're like we you and I are both on the low end for innings pitched as you would expect to be with the best auto strategy, but your K's are well into the distribution. Yeah, it's so right now in the top twenty of which I am number twenty, I'm the only one with fewer than two hundred innings pitched in TGFBI, and and yet I have one hundred ninety nine K's. I have one hundred eighty one. Innings pitched, 199 Ks. That is, my man. That's pretty darn that good. That is that is wild. That is wild. Everybody else is doing similarly. Who's in the top of the distribution? But that's gonna get me there with random players like. I believe in you. How about another random player that we talked about early? Pete Alonzo. We set the line at 23 and a half home runs. He has nine in 28 games right now. Why don't we talk more about Pete Alonso? Uh, because he's boring to talk about because the only thing he does is hit home runs. True. But he hits a lot of home runs, and he's played in every game for the Mets. So I think that's going to go over, but yeah, mid, mid-level. Mid-level. We'll give, it a couple, we'll give it a couple more weeks to figure it out. A good guy to talk about when we did. Here's Oh, yeah, great guy to talk about. Because we, we hedged it exactly right. We said, if he gets playing time, you got to own this guy. Boom, he's played in every single game, and it's paying off. Cody Bellinger, we reviewed him already this year. We both thought he looked good. Mm -hmm. You said he's for sure going to be better than number 24.5 on the player redder. I said, "Eh, I think he's going to be worse. Yeah, uh, I'm eating that one. It's it's a little too soon to call it, but he's he's running away with it. It would have to be a huge injury. I agree. I agree. It's hard. I mean, those wins are already in the bank that are getting him... To number one on the player radar. Another mid-level. Last mid-level, actually. Whit Merrifield set the line at 37.5 stolen bases. I took the over, bizarrely. Can't can't imagine what I was thinking. He's currently at five in 29 games. Yeah. Which you, you have already complained about obliquely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I have. Let's go back to the beginning again, back in time. These are the ones that are going to take us a long time to figure out. I got a few of these. James Paxton, in episode 2.39, we said he was going... We wondered whether he would do better or worse than top 17. And we waffled. You set this line, and you waffled hard on it. You think he's going to be worse. I think he's going to be better. He's currently number 15, so he is flirting with that line. Um, did I, Is it starting pitchers or pitchers? Starting pitchers. Well, at least I made that. Caveat. He's 15 on starting pitchers. It's it's going to be close. He could easily be passed. If you look at the guys that are like 16 to 23, you're like, could three of those guys pass him? Yeah. 
for sure. Um, well, yeah, if you've got Matt Boyd staring you down, I mean, you know that you're going to lose. Get out of here. Get out of here. That's only if he's staring you down at the uh, buffet table, and you know you're going to lose <laughs> Matt Boyd. Matt Boyd. Oh, man. A stand, a perennial entry in the bet box with a new wrinkle I'll this say year. Elcides Escobar. No, we actually, no Elcides Escobar's bets. <laughs> um, Edwin Encarnacion. Yeah, here he is. This was a great one because it's because it was a variable line. I don't know if you remember how we set this one, but we said, okay, this was in episode 2.39. So quite a while ago, you said, all right, I think, I said, I think he will do, he will be worse on the player raider than his position that he's drafted plus 10. Oh, and right, we did this. Right. We did yeah, this we without knowing. Really... We did this without knowing anything about where he's going to be drafted. Any guesses? So now we can lock it in. His ADP was 113, which means that his line for the player raider is 123 for him to beat. Would you like to know where he is as of today? He is well ahead of that. No, he's not. He is 125. No, he's not. Oh no, <laughs> Eddie! I haven't looked at him since earlier. He in is the season. no. He is Ed 120. No, no, no. Edwin. Edwin. Yeah, this, he's. 125. This is going to be an interesting one. I think now that so you set the mint, you've set the floor at 60, which is was a legitimate a legitimate thing to ask to set. But I honestly thought that he was going to be drafted like 70, so I would have a ton of wiggle room. And then when he's drafted 113, my wiggle room is gone. Like he has to severely yeah. underperform for me to win this one. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, he really was under he was really underbought. The wisdom of the people failed me miserably. Aw, oh, poor, poor Mike. He's going to lose another Edwin Encarnacion. <laughs> no, yet again. And I thought this one was a smart one. Ridiculous. All right. Two point, from episode 2.42, Malik Smith, 129 games. I took the over. You took the under. He's played in 27 of 31 so far for a, an on pace of 141 I'm worried about this one. It's yeah, it's right there. It's it's right in line with it being a loss for me. What we said, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most of these ones that I'm listing off now are ones that are the pro rating is like exactly in line with why we made the bet in the first place. Uh-huh. Speaking of Brian Dozier from episode two point four seven, twenty two point five home runs over under. I took the over. You took the under. He's he's got four in twenty five games which puts him on pace for 24 home runs. Kyle Hendricks, I gave this a generous statement that it will take till the end of the season to determine it. We set the line again at 18.5 quality starts as per the Jake Arrieta. He's got three of five have been quality starts so far, so he is towing the line. He still might make it, but... Three out of five, He still might make it, but boy, he's not looking good yet. It's going to be close. He could turn it around. He could turn it around, which is I don't think he will. Which is though. why I said that it'll be a late season thing. I could easily see him getting to 16, 17 maybe, but getting to 19 is going to be a little tough. Mhm. Here's a great one pitting Rocky versus Rocky. Nolan Arenado versus Charlie Blackman head to head across the five categories. Home runs, Arenado has 6, Blackman has 3. Runs, 19 to 14 in favor of Arenado. RBIs, 20 to 15 in favor of Arenado. Now it flips. 
Yep. Stolen bases, 1-2 to two in favor of Blackman. Batting average, 270 to 279 in favor of Blackman. So we're at 3-2. But I think it's going to be mm. I think it's going to be hard for Blackman to think this is going exactly how we thought it would go. And none of the toss-up categories, which probably wins, or uh, wins, runs is probably the pivot category between the two. And it doesn't it doesn't look like that's going Blackman's way. So you right, we know that um Blackman is going to win stolen bases. Yeah, it, we assume that Arenado, we know that Arenado is going to win RBIs. Yeah. Okay, so we know those two. It is exceedingly likely that Arenado will win home runs. Agreed. And then it's up in the and we assume that Blackman has the edge on runs. But he doesn't have it right now. I think Not right I now. think and then, yeah, then still in averages up in the yeah. air. Yep. So Yeah. It, this is a really interesting one. I think this one's gonna come down to the wire, but we'll have to check in on it later. Alright, you were convinced on Cody Bellinger when we talked about him that mm-hmm. he would just start amassing position eligibility. I'll tell you, since we talked about it, he has still only played first and outfield. I assume that he'll get DH when they go to an AL park at some point. Yeah. But you set the over-under at 3.5, so he's still got to pick up another category. You mean another category? Another, yeah, another position. Outside of the DH. Yeah, I think it's going to happen. I know you do. You just doubled down. I mean, but I don't see it. I still took the under. So, but that one is going to come down to the end because it's a one game thing. So if they put him in at third base for game 162, I'm done. Yeah. Second base and starting pitcher doesn't starting pitcher doesn't count. He's probably not going to catch. I think we can be pretty confident. (laughs) All right. In my notes, I put down D Santana for 37.5 home runs (laughs) for the over under. You took the over. Danny Santana. I took the under. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Domingo. <laughs> but I, this is just this is just an exercise, and I should write my notes a little bit better. But uh, yeah. six home runs in 30 games, which puts him on pace for 30 home runs. He's a little behind, but I think he can do it. But he's a, he's streaky as anything. Yes, he is. I mean, this is the type of thing where there's going to be a week in August where he hits like eight, and I'll be like, oh, that was fun. There we yeah. go. <laughs> All right, last one in the bet box right. before we have one more bonus thing. Padres, 81.5 wins over under. They're 16 and 13 right now, my friend. Did I took the under, yes, didn't you I? Did. <sighs> <laughs> I mean... Was that prior to? Oh, no, that, that was, was after, after signing. But, 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 but. 16-13 is not 81, 82 wins. <laughs> so, no, we'll see. We've got some time. I've got some time. And then, our, of course, our longest range one is, just to remind everyone, my World Series bet of Brewers, Dodgers, Red Sox, Yankees, Twins, well, Twins for the push, versus the field. Yep. Ironically, the Twins, of course, have the best record of all five of those teams currently. <laughs> so that's annoying. But, <laughs> you know, that's hilarious. that kind of says... To be fair, the only losing record team that I have on this list is the Red Sox. The defending champs. I knew the defending champs. Who are having some trouble. Win it this year. Brewers, Dodgers, Yankees. 
all look good, all still look like reasonable picks, but uh, we will see what happens. Yeah, no, I am glad that you did not get the Astros in there because <sighs> I think they're going to win. They're looking good. So basically, if I had to sum up the bet box episode, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm in big trouble for yeah, for the season. I'm going to have to start to populate the bet box with some that I can actually win. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be careful for, of those. I know. You you clearly have the, the season lead right now. So we'll check in on that in a couple months. All right. I think that about brings us to the review session. Chad Pinder. Before we say stats, is he better or worse than you thought after you watched it? Because I bet you had never seen him in a game before. No, I had. But I hadn't remember. I, I, I know that I had. I don't know that I remembered anything about yeah. him. He is a baseball player. This was a bad week to watch him. I'm a Chad Pinder apologist, and <laughs> and you should apologize for making me watch Chad Pinder this week. I very much do because okay, here's his stat line for 2019: 27 games, he's got 14 runs, he's got three home runs, 11 RBIs, four stolen bases, and a 2.91 average. That's a good line. But this past well, week, well, you just skipping over those 16 Ks. It was a bad week. It was a bad week. Not a good week. I watched two games because the first game I like realized I didn't like notice him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though he played. Yes. And it was like one of those like I was like checking my phone. Like it was because it, it was a Vlad Guerrero. Yeah. Um, game to watch. Game. And so I ended up focusing more on him. But I watched last night as well, and I, <laughs> I texted you. <laughs> I like turned it on to that, and I was like, "Wonder if, uh, wonder if I'll see Chad Pinder here." And it was like he's the second guy up, <laughs> protecting Chris Davis, batting number five. What the heck? Um, he flew out to left, just like matter of fact. Great. It's like, okay, yes, you are a baseball player. Hustled sort of down the line, you know, nice looking swing. And then you sent me this perfect video that encapsulates why it's so hard to get excited about Chad Pinder. <laughs> Yeah, it was an interview with local TV. <laughs> because the whole gist of the interview is, I just want to be on the baseball field, so I'm doing whatever it takes, including learning literally any position. And so, and he looks like it. He looks like that. Like, your statement, like, I didn't even notice that Chad Pinder was in the game, is completely epitomizes Chad Pinder. I know. He's no studio he's not i mean there's no even like jbj yeah. where it's like jbj does things on the field where you're like wow that's a guy um positive and negative yeah. mostly positive on defense mostly negative on offense but like chad pinder he'd get up to bat and i'd be like oh shoot i gotta like i gotta actually check online to make sure to see who it is who's batting like, <laughs> uh, yeah that is him okay. well that's what was so annoying with biscotti because like when he leans in you're like pi okay that's him Nope, and Steve Biscotti, yep. not Chad nope. Pinder. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. No, that that video was pretty illuminating, especially because I was like, well, let me just see if I can get any like YouTube clips of him, and it was that one where interview with local TV. His eligibility, though, um, he's got this year. Uh, this year, he's got two games at first, six games at second, three games at third, one game at short, fourteen in the outfield. Yeah, that to the utility and the fact that he actually does have things across the stat sheet. He is in a fantasy asset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, deep league. I mean, you might as well own him. I think that. I- 
it looks like he's in line this year to get the most at bats that he's ever gotten in his career. Yeah. He's 27 yeah. years old. That's probably likely. I mean, do you, are you going to take the over? Right now, he's on pace for 449 at bats. If I put that at 449 and a half, are you going to take the over? I do take the over. Okay. But, all right, buddy, who are we doing this week? This week, I want to talk about Juan Soto. I love it. All right, time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is, where's the luck to you, buddy? Where's the luck to you, too? Yeah.